1: Hi everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And
2: my name is Ashton. And we're, we're all in back. the back. We're back in
1: the room. So how Three, was two, your one. Omicron you ex- You back in the room. How was your Omicron experience? Omicrom? Omicron Omicron Mine was actually alright
2: You know I just hung out With my cats And my boyfriend For like A month longer Than I thought the I was dream. going to It was nice. really nice Actually I
3: wish I'd hung out With your cats And boyfriend Yeah I want to month. hang out With my
1: cats and boyfriend Yeah
2: mm. That's rubbish It's okay Maybe next time You can all Next time there's a lockdown You can all come to my house yeah. A bubble Yeah we'll just have the triple jump house Yeah mm. triple You might jump we have house. to sleep In a single bed whole but lot I'm of sure house mm.
1: prizes to be house House uh, We are back How <laughs> were your lockdowns though, were they, they, well not lockdowns, how were you working from home, so you looked after the cats
2: Mm.
3: I didn't really enjoy mine very Uh, much, not really I I liked being able to work in my pyjamas and that's about it, but the problem was I then spent all day in my pyjamas sometimes I would kind of forget to open not the curtains, but we've got we've got curtains, and then behind that we've got like a sort of a net mm. um, thing, like just a mesh. so the na- yeah like a mesh that the neighbors can't see. And I wouldn't right. open that, so I was just bathed in half light all day, mm. and then just started to gradually feel less and less healthy as the weeks went by. Fewer and fewer, fewer and fewer healthy. Mm. Um, how about you? Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. It's kind of rubbish uh,
1: being at home on your own. But you know what? It's done. It's done, and we're back in the podcast studio. Mm. And isn't that exciting? Mm. There's still a couple of things we recorded. In fact, there's only one thing we recorded from home that's still to come out. Yeah, Yeah, the next weirdest games ever. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump to get that one week before anybody else. Whole week that was recorded from home uh, a couple of weeks ago. But everything else, I think we're pretty much up to date. We're just going to be back in the office Mm. in person. Mm. So. There got film.
2: There's a lot we need to film this month, so that yeah. going forward we've got some content. Yeah, absolutely. Not filmed a main menu in a while. So. We need to do some cooking, I suppose. Yeah.
1: Go burn down, um, the, Mr. Happy's, uh, Mr. Happy's, Mr. Happy's kitchen. Yeah. That's it. I briefly forgot his name. God. Wow. You forgot our boss's you're name. Our I, forgot bo- I forgot Mr. Happy. I forgot Mr. Happy. Sorry, sorry, Mr. Happy. You're,
2: you're, you're out. I didn't mean it. You're sacked.
1: Each and every week on this video game podcast, we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. Peter has the ad read in
3: front of him. Guys, have you heard? Sony Maybe. are releasing a sequel to a beloved game. And they've it, it's really weird. They've specifically made it. For a, a quite a famous voice actor who's oh, worked okay. on like modern Looney Tunes, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps most famously Future Armor, uh, coming soon, Horizon for Billy West. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know why <laughs> they've done that. <laughs> so it's just for him. It's just for Billy. They might only sell one copy. Wow, really strange kind of business That's move odd. there. But for some reason, they've asked us to do an ad Romantic. read about it. Does, case- Billy,
1: does Billy know? And does Billy listen? Then I'm not even sure if he's a gamer. So. Or is it just a case of sort of rubbing people's faces in the fact that they can't have Horizon for Billy for West? For Billy West, yeah. Because it's just for <laughs>
3: it's him. It's just for Billy West. There may West. be a few other Billy Wests in the world. It sounds like a relatively Maybe. common name. Mm. So they, they might send, sell a handful of them. But um, Is it like
1: no. when you go to the shops and there's a share a Coke with and then it's their mm. name? So am I going to go in and there's going to be Horizon for Ben for Ben Potter. Potter, yeah, there's a board game employee who <laughs> yeah. scribbles on it with Sharpie. Yeah. For Ben Potter, for Ashton Matthews,
3: yeah, right? Yeah, Yeah. and you've got to really hope that, because some people go in and they don't care about what label Coke they buy. Yeah. Uh, other beverages are available, but don't have names on the labels. These no. um, don't, I don't think anymore. I, no. didn't,
2: uh, I didn't ever have a Coke with my name on it. No, probably, probably not. not. Ashton. Um, no. Mm. Apparently, Ashton's not a common name. It's not a
3: real name uh so <laughs> someone might have gone in and just bought the ben potter one yeah. like not really caring about just, the like, system? just
2: one, one for everyone in the world then I think so yeah
3: they've made seven well, billion is copies it... yeah is that um it? yeah but they, the sponsor today is specifically just the single copy for billy west he's right. a big fan of the
2: podcast so that's probably why they that's gave it to nice. us. that's yeah. nice to know um
3: okay. It's true that he's a big fan of the podcast, yeah. good, but it's good. not true that they've made a game oh, she's of He's going to be fan. so upset. Oh, sorry, Billy.
1: Billy. We're so sorry. Sorry,
3: Billy. Hmm. Billy I
2: Ray Westress. Yes.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Westeros. Excellent. No, that's not our sponsor this week. Our sponsor is, in fact, our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. There's loads of other tiers. There's loads of other cool things and stuff and junk Whoa. and rad junk. F- things you can do like you can just go there and do kickflips probably yeah. I don't know I haven't. is that right I haven't been there for a while um, can you do that well maybe. I've
2: been
3: there but I can't do kickflips
1: so new
2: I don't year, know oh, right. new year new Patreon
1: well yeah. you know Kick-alypse. maybe maybe go check it out kickflips is a
2: 25 pound tier
1: I'm not saying there are kickflips <laughs> but, but I'm count. just saying that there could be mm-hmm. and yeah. there's only one way you can find out and that's by going to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump mm-hmm. there's another sponsor though isn't there
2: there is you can go to guess where we're about to talk about You guessed it. Facebook.com forward slash team. We're doing so well. We're doing so well. We We are are so close. We are what? Less than
1: 3,000? 2.3 thousand likes to go.
2: That's like none compared to how many. (laughs) That's like like none. I think we
1: started on that when we first began asking. Yeah. 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 So
2: if you want us to stop asking... Because eventually we're going to start asking about a TikTok, to much, to ben, <laughs> much to Ben's dis- I, I will dismay. Not, I will
1: not promote the TikTok.
2: Um, <laughs> then go to facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Like it. We're putting loads of stuff on there. Old content, new content, live sometimes. And everyone on there is very chatty. And if you've been on the Walrus Clan page in a while, but everyone's very chatty on there really? there's nice. lots of uh, community posts going back and forth oh, lots great. of people That's lovely. sharing things to do with triple jump and some things nothing to do with triple jump they just think people might like it's really nice so you should definitely go to the facebook page and check it out Like, you follow join the walrus clan section do it yeah.
1: we won't stop until there's loads we hit 10K. of
3: loads of milestones coming up we've got 10k likes follows coming up very soon hopefully mm. nearly at 200,000 subscribers yeah. on the channel mm-hmm um and uh, i think we've actually just passed a milestone on patreon as well um in terms of uh the earnings uh, which is <laughs> we have we've just hit uh, yeah
1: no we are setting we are setting next. loads of loads of records and we remember if we get was it thousand patrons we're yeah. getting
3: on billy fest i think we're on no, like two thousand. Two thousand, because we've got six hundred i, I mean, was gonna say yeah we've got six hundred we've just hit six hundred which isn't a, a round enough number to count as a milestone as such. I mean it's I great. It's, it's really good. But 600 happens to equate to a round number roughly of uh, of earnings. So, uh, you know, <laughs> we're, we're well well on the way to yeah. being able to pay for Billy Fest
1: and James as well, pay for James pay too. For James and eventually. we've nearly hit uh 1000 videos on the
3: channel. Yes, that's the Have other we? one. Mm, yeah.
1: yeah. We're on like 900 900- and
3: Something. and i wonder how worst games is doing now in terms of number of episodes like w- where Someone we are recently
2: on... said that there was like a hundred and something i think
3: we've passed a hundred fairly yeah. recently but mm. yeah there you go no, all the all the hits. all happening, all, all the, the classics, classics. Mm. Uh, come and support us if you aren't already on our various platforms. We'd really appreciate it. How about we kick things off with Question 1? We've yeah. got a question here from Callum Story, who says, Hey, Bab, I've been seeing trailers for the Bloodborne remake coming out at the end of this month. Such a cool concept got me wondering which games you think would be best suited to being given the PS1 treatment. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Callum. Thanks, Callum. Um, Thanks, Callum. As someone who uh, hasn't really played Bloodborne for more than about half an hour... I still think that this looks really cool, and I think it's like probably the best game to be given this treatment. So anything that we bring to the table today will be second to Bloodborne. It's I difficult think. to visualize it, isn't it? Yeah. If
1: you'd have, if you'd have said Bloodborne remake, you can't really you can't really picture it. But then once you see it, it just makes total sense it's a
3: lot like nightmare creatures which was quite a a lot of people will be familiar with that game on ps1 very similar kind of aesthetic but um it's having that kind of grimy weird polygonal thing those style graphics that works quite well in a horror setting particularly it is very unsettling um yeah sort of silent hill resident evil early days kind of thing um but i thought um more in terms of its kind of style and and design and uh genre uh cana might work well mm. now that's purely based on to answer the question what would work well not what needs a d make very soon like that yeah. game's only been out for like a year so uh or, or less so um you know i'm not saying like where is the cana re at d make hurry um, up but <laughs> just yeah to answer the question i think that would work pretty well you know you kind of a happy colorful platformer just bring you'd have to bring the scale in a little bit and you know maybe make it a bit less open world if we're talking ps1 but don't think it would necessarily suffer for that Mm. um and uh i I also thought other such games with uh well with even bigger kind of scale to them in some ways might benefit from just being paired back a bit red dead redemption for example i know you had red dead revolver on the ps2 but uh i'd i'd love to play more wild west games but perhaps with lesser scope or fewer scope than uh, Red the Redemption 2 for example mm. we've talked in the past about how we just thought oh my god that's just it's, so much oh boy he's thick He thick <laughs> that game be big thick that's a thick ass boy Um, so purely in terms of it just being pared back and scaled down I'd like to see Red the Redemption 2 or something like that on PS1 uh, or even Assassin's Creed Um, you know I, I get that these things are built upon their open world and their free running and stuff but I'd be just interested to see how how it would look on a kind of a smaller scale. On
1: yeah. that note, actually, I saw there was um one of those again, Facebook, the algorithm. Mm. It you know, it just serves you videos sometimes. Mm. Like you might like this. You've watched a game before, right? Yeah. yeah you you like the dogs. game? Dogs.
2: Yeah, like res- dogs getting rescued. I
1: get wrestling, boxing, and video games. Mm. That's what I get. Um but there was one that popped up, you know. They're, they're always, and this always shocks me, and this is why we need to get to 10,000 followers so we can start to fight back against this kind of stuff. But the video content, for the most part, that goes viral game-wise in terms of like lists or look at these 10 cool things, they're so terrible. Yeah. Not only in the editing, but in the grammar. There's frequently no voiceover, but the grammar is rubbish. They just repeat the same lines over and over again. Anyway, that's beside the point. The fact is there was one that was about demakes, and it showed like this is what Assassin's Creed would look like. Oh. And there was one. But I'm assuming it was just a proof of concept, not like a full game that someone's and it looked yeah. amazing, it mm-hmm. looked so cool. Yeah, um, there was like one Prince
3: for Prince of Persia or something, it
1: yeah, be. it was a bit like that. Yeah. yeah, there was one for Hitman, and it said the Hitman one released in 2000. This is what it could have looked like if it if it released in 1999. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, like, before. Whoa, well, there's no so way yourself. it like, could have looked that good one year earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, point is. There are some proof of concepts out there and they look rad. It that can be so
3: surprising, cool. yeah, to take a game that almost relies on its like modern day tech and then if you like demake it, it can still be like, oh wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Um I kind of went like the Final Fantasy Seven route of kind of like the turn based little pixel dudes hanging around. Um and I thought Borderlands could be quite fun, because obviously Borderlands has got a really good story. Or well, Borderlands two, I think, probably better. Yeah, than Borderlands, Borderlands Two. One. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Borderlands 2 could work really well and similar vein of kind of God of War, um, the kind of new one would work I think quite well mm-hmm. as a turn-based RPG situation. Um, I think it, I think those games could work really well in that format. I think they lend themselves really well with the story, and both the combat could work quite well in it as well. So I think those are my answers. I didn't really have a lot. I was gonna write <laughs> I was gonna write Bloodborne down because I'd not read the question again, <laughs> and then I went, oh, the question, there's it in the in the question, so I kind of got a bit. I guess by lost. extension,
3: probably all the Soulsborne games would work yeah. pretty well. Yeah,
2: I did a Ben Potter yeah. and didn't read the question again, hey, and then I was that's like, "That's me." <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, wait, that's already written down. But the Soulsborne games were kind of what I was like thinking of as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, they lend themselves really well to it. So yeah, yeah,
1: I agree. I also put God of War actually, oh. um, but not so much from a turn-based perspective. I just think if you really The reboot, if you lineared it up and you took out the more open sections and then just cranked up the hack and slash so Mm -hmm. it was a little less thoughtful in terms of what you were doing, (laughs) I think that could honestly work. If you're just kind of button mashing, that could probably do it. And you're on like a flipping you're basically running down a corridor for the entire game you know with set pieces i think that could work mm-hmm. uh, additionally i think maybe an episodic game like telltale or life is strange could work if you took out the free free exploring bits or even maybe yeah. kept them because all games could handle that kind of stuff and then the rest of it is making decisions you know there was there was there were very few games with a really really strong uh, narrative thrust and i'm not saying that the Telltale games or the Life is Strange games have game-changing narratives necessarily, but there were certainly no games or very few games on PS1 or of that era that focused on story. That yeah, was wasn't like really a whole trend point. back then. Yeah. It was about just having fun, mm. really. And then some games were surprising when they had a good story, um, so that could work. Additionally, you know, in uh, the Star Wars Episode One game, mm. where you can make like dialogue, you yeah. can pick dialogue options, it suddenly triggered in my brain: what if? They did do Mass Effect on PS1. And it was like that where you picked dialogue options. That's the first tummy grumble
2: of oh, the podcast. I'm, really I'm so sorry. I
3: wasn't going to react, and then you two both stared right into each other's eyes. I wasn't going to react either,
2: but then me and Ben made direct eye contact yeah. as it started going.
1: It <laughs> really we kept just, going. It did. It'll be my turn.
2: It was a triple rumble. Peter's
1: not eaten. No. Um, I've had pill breakfast, so there'll be more rumbles as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Mass Effect in that style with the dialogue options, and then maybe, yes, turn based combat would probably work best based mm-hmm. on stats and decision making and stuff. But I think Mass mm-hmm. Effect could track. Translate to that very blocky style. Yeah. Think mm. of the character customization. Yeah. You could have orange top of head, brown top of head, so many options. So the it's an identical yeah.
3: hair model, but yeah, it just changes. It just changes
1: color. Yeah. Boy, girl, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, the those are your those are your customization options. You can okay. enter a name. Two no, beards. No voice or no beard. Yeah. But the beard isn't really a beard so much as it is. Black on face, yeah. a little mm. bit on the chin, you know, just a bit of
3: color on the chin. That's it.
1: Yeah, it would be amazing. You could really live your own spacefaring
3: adventure. Do you know, the I think actually the best, the best possible remake there is out there that should happen: mm. Resident Evil 2 remake on PS1. Why I'm amazed there wasn't a Resident Evil game on PS1. Yeah,
2: I was going to say on. Spyro as a joke.
3: Yeah, Spyro Reunited mm. Trilogy. That would be good They should as well. definitely
2: remake the Spyro yeah. Remastered Trilogy. Get on it.
3: Hurry PS1 up. It's one style graphics. Mm. That
2: would be great. It would be so good. It I, mean, would sell, guessed, I think it would sell really well.
3: Both the Spyro, in fact, maybe it didn't happen with Spyro, but certainly the Crash Bandicoot, in Crash Team Racing and in Crash 4, they had a model that was like all triangle, like mm. polygonal. So you could play as like a... They
2: had that in the Lara Croft games. They had to oh, play yeah. as like the model you could pick was like the original trilogy yes. Lara Crofts. Yeah. So she just had like triangle boobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: The best kind. The
2: best kind of boobs.
1: Well, it's time to move on to a section that we've never done before.
2: It's what we play in time.
1: It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we've been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been
3: playing? I sort of exhausted myself uh, early in, well, not early in the week, uh, just after the previous podcast recording Mm -hmm. uh, and into the weekend uh, in that, I did, even though I sort of said I wasn't going to, I went back and I finished Crash Bandicoot 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the last level, I mean, I've finished it before, but I've been replaying it. Um, but the the last level of that game is just horrendously difficult. Like it's, or the last, well, the whole level is pretty difficult, but then there's this bit, this sort of infamous bit in the community uh, where it goes side scrolly, and for, it's probably only about 10 yards, but you you just you're just resetting forever and ever and ever and ever you have to be so precise you have to go through these things that are like turning on and off and there's like moving platforms and you have to like flip gravity but there's no floor for you to land on so you're having to flip it like three times while you're falling so that you don't either fall upwards off the map or downwards off the map so you're kind of zigzagging Mm -hmm. by changing gravity oh god it sounds terrible yeah it sounds awful i mean I've, it's very satisfying when you finish it but uh it then it has meant that for since Monday I've not played any video games <laughs> at all. I've not wanted to touch a controller. Yeah. Um so uh all all I managed to play was a very tiring and yet still somehow enjoyable um few sessions of Crash 4. Um but You finished it. I finished it again for the second time Funny. and uh big big fan of that game but uh I won't be playing it again for a long time. I was
1: tempted by it. When mm-hmm. it came out and everyone was talking about it, there's something about the nostalgic factor of Crash Bandicoot. Mm. While I never really, I never played the Crash mm. Bandicoot trilogy on PS1. It was just Crash Team Racing for me. Especially when um, the Insane trilogy came out. Yeah. And everyone was losing their minds. I was like, man, I really want to be part of this. Yeah. But then I never did get it. And then when Crash 4 came out, I felt the same way. And I started watching a playthrough. And it looked really hard. And I thought, it was so
2: I think harder. I will
3: just get really cross i was yeah, actually going to touch that on that same on a later opinion. question mm. but yeah yeah very difficult game and i saw people at the time saying well actually i think you'll find that the first three games were really hard it's just because like everyone has now played them so many times that they find them really easy no. the first three games are really hard The I first mean, they, game in they particular are are is really hard God. but they're not the same level of hard as crash 4 and right. but the first game yeah is of the three is especially hard um so maybe that one might be comparable but no i would say that still crash 4 is harder than crash 1 was at the time um yeah or well, certainly can be in in certain places um so yeah very difficult game but still still really enjoyed it it's not put me off ever playing it again but certainly i would like a like a rest
1: for that. yeah that's mm-hmm. understandable sorry i just got distracted because our little podcast recorded. do you see that yeah
2: it's kind of it's sort quivering of
1: gig- yeah like the numbers at the bottom keep going and the whole screen just sort of shook a second ago right like there's some kind of interference
3: So we should keep an eye on that. Yeah, okay. uh, Just in case it stops. Yeah, let's. Ashton, what have you been playing this week?
2: I've been playing a couple of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I played some Borderlands 2 Hammerlocks Hunt DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, Not as good as the Tiny Tina one. It's kind of weird and... Like big it kind of gives Borderlands three map vibes in terms of the of size and the scale of them. Oh boy. Um, but uh you can't drive your car all the way around and they're a bit confusing and like you have to go up a lift to get to one area and it's a bit of a nightmare. But um it's fine, it's DLC. Um we did the raid boss. Well, we attempted one of the raid bosses and did it, and the other raid boss, the main raid boss, kicked our ass. Um so yeah, I played that and then I played some hitman. The Hitman trilogy came onto Xbox Game Pass, so I tried some of Hitman 1. I've played some Hitman 2 on PlayStation, um, but wanted to give Hitman 1, well, I just wanted to give it another go, and played some Hitman 1 and um, just bumbled my way around killing people. Uh, moved on to the next thing, bumbled my way around, killed people again. Um, I don't know if you've seen on Twitter, Fraser, our community yes. manager, he's yeah. been like speed running one of the levels. And then one of our editors came in and beat his like 14 second record. But we've got 12 seconds to finish one of the levels. And I was like, that took me a full 20 minutes of just wandering <laughs> around, like confused, trying to find things. And, um, but I've enjoyed it. I've not gone back to it since because I've been busy. But I And by busy, I mean playing Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I haven't got back to it yet. Um, played some Broken Age, which is kind of like a point and click um, story on Xbox Game Pass. If you like uh, point and click games, I recommend it. It's pretty good. Um, there's like two narratives you're following. One boy who's in like a spaceship and one girl who's on uh, like a kind of this world where every town's got their own kind of niche. So she's from like a baking town. There's like a fishing town and a, yeah. and a bird cloud town that you kind of see. Um, it's actually really good so far. I've only played the first chapter, so I'm excited to see where the rest of it goes. Um, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm obsessed. I can't get it out of my head and probably gonna dye my hair orange cause <laughs> it's honestly, it's all this in my head. Um, and then last level I've been playing, I played some deep rock galactic. Because um, that was January's PlayStation Plus game. Um, I have never in my life encountered a UI that is so tiny, even when you turn it all the way up. <laughs> I, I there was so much text on the screen at certain points in the game, and until you're in like in the caves, there's text on the screen and it's so tiny. I was playing it on a smaller monitor than like a big TV because we were playing it together in our living room, and. Uh, I couldn't see anything. I didn't know what anything was saying. I could barely see what I was trying to get. And it it's, I don't know why it's so tiny. I literally turned it all the way up and it was still diddy. Um, it's fine. I, we didn't necessarily have the best time, but I quite enjoyed it. I'd play it again, but MB was like, nah. I don't like this game. So <laughs> probably won't play it again because I won't it's have anyone to play four with. People. Yeah. We played it with two and it wasn't so bad. But I think it it probably is one of those things that's better if you've got like a full yeah. clan of people. Got killed by a big robot thing um that mm. was called like the oh, the prospector robot appeared. I don't know why. And then kicked our ass. Um but yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. The mm. UI is too small. <laughs> So there, that's all. <laughs> so there, that's all I played. That's Ashton's review.
1: Well, uh, we played Rainbow Six Extraction. Oh, I forgot we oh, played yeah. that. Yeah, did, so did you. I. I haven't even <laughs> written it down. It was um, rubbish. James, Ashton, and I jumped into Rainbow Six Extraction last week because it went on Game Pass. Uh, it would have been after the podcast. I think Thursday we played it. Was it was Thursday, we? yeah, evening. Yeah, yeah. Um, hated it. Like mm. it's just, it's just kind of rubbish. We well, were um, going
2: to do a quipscope, but we both went. Got mm, nothing to say. Got got it's nothing to rubbish. like.
1: Nothing constructive to say. It just didn't. Just chicken nugget memes. And none that. of us yeah. liked it. Yeah. So when we when you go down because there's like these alien boys,
3: uh, classic can, Rainbow Six. You classic. can be
1: revived, but if you don't get revived in time, you turn into you sort of like calcify into what looks like a chicken nugget or a giant it. Mm-hmm. and then your partners, one of them has to carry you to the exit and put you in a little microwave. To, sa- to save you, mm. but you can't play anymore for no. the rest of that mission, um,
2: and you die really easily. You
1: die so easily.
2: It, it's Rainbow Six, so like the mechanics are realistic. That if you but get you shot, you want to play it
1: like Call of Duty Zombies. Well, so. they you, they
2: kind of throw you in in like a Left 4 Dead Call of Duty Zombies mode, but then it's Rainbow Six mechanics, and they just do not work together. Mm. Like even if you're trying to be stealthy, at certain points they were just throwing. Aliens at us just like constantly and they explode or they spit at you like, you know, typical zombies and you're like How am I going down in like one hit? I've got body armor on Mm. and a health boost and I'm still going down and becoming a chicken nugget every single time
1: And it's buggy as well. There's the clip Ashton posted on Twitter You may have seen that where I didn't see that Ashton went down James picked her up and then James went down so I was then able to revive James but Ashton glitched so she was in a crouched position and we couldn't interact with her but we could shoot her
2: and, I was and she was like Nicholas.
1: react like she was just like reacting like she was being shot even though she was this giant chicken nugget right. person. <laughs> and so we ended up with like and and when you when you die or fail a mission or even if you even if you complete a mission and you just have low health your operate your chosen operator is out injured for mm. a while. So you have to play as someone else and everyone's right. got different skills. I, I really didn't like it. Um we played it with a full squad as well of three and like an uh, we had fun in the sense that we didn't like it and we bonded over how little mm. fun we were having. But there is a good chance if you're a huge Siege fan, then you might enjoy it.
2: Yeah, because so. Liam in our office um, has, I was going to say bad tasting games. But that's bad tasting <laughs> <games. laughs> He doesn't. He just really likes like <laughs> super realistic like war shooty situations and loves Rainbow Six. And he really enjoyed it. He put a, t- a post in our group chat being like, Rainbow Six Extraction, it's not complete trash. And then we all went, that yeah, it actually is. Is. it is. <laughs> like,
3: it was like the, I can't remember if it was the the, the, day the evening. Yeah, like yeah, the evening the that you played it, I think after you'd played it, you guys came back on Slack and were saying like in in the group chat that, well different group chat that like, oh man, that, that, that game sucks. <laughs> um the 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 stream team as we call it with the four of us and then the next morning i was reading those messages and at the same time liam sends a message to the group chat saying oh man it doesn't suck i'm like oh well i've got two different stories here
2: and then i think alex also was like yeah it it was it was rubbish
1: (laughs) there's going to be an audience for it yeah and it may well improve over time but as as three people who aren't Siege fans anyway, this was always going to be a hard sell. And mm. I think the reviews sort of reflect where we, uh, you know, where we stand really on it. It ha-
2: doesn't have a niche, does it? Because it's not got this like same appeal as Rainbow Six in that you can kind of strategize against other teams. Mm. And it also doesn't have the appeal of people who like Left for Dead, that kind of genre of there's an alien invasion. You've got to kind of fix it. That it's it in a weird fit, spot. It doesn't fit that criteria either because it mm. doesn't play like those games. So I think, yeah, it's kind of a weird niche. It will have a niche. People will enjoy it, but I just I don't know where that niche is of like who who it's for. People right? with bad tasting games. People with bad tasting <laughs> games. Oh Liam, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so the other things I've been playing, <laughs> I've not really been I've not really been feeling games this month mm. in so much that I don't really want to play stuff on my own. So I've yeah. s- played a little bit more Disco Elysium um and that's still very clever and very funny but i i didn't save it last time i played oh. Oh, i didn't man. realize so i had to go around and talk no. to everyone again that's
3: a real shame and
1: that was really hard work uh, but i found a new hat oh and it was called hobo hat and it lowers like my charisma or something uh, because it gives you a hobo brain apparently that's right. that's the stat that it gives you <laughs> It's it's a very clever and funny. I mean, that's not clever, but you know what I mean. Like it's mm. it's it's written in a very wry kind of way, mm. and I still really enjoy it. And I again for the second week running, I'm looking forward to not running around talking to everyone and actually making some progress yes. in the game, right? Uh, because I think I'm just about finished now. But that means that I've mainly been playing co-op and multiplayer games with my friends. Golf with your friends. We all like mm. that. Good game played that on Steam. It was on sale on PS4 for like three pounds recently yeah so i picked it up and persuaded my friends to play it and uh it's the first thing we ever played together yeah it was um and that's just a great game to chat while you play and you unlock hats for your ball and stuff and you can there's loads of different settings that you can apply to change up the rules and give yourself special powers and stuff like that some of the courses are brutally Mm. hard Mm -hmm. so hard but um I had a lot of fun with that also played uh journey to the savage planet which is one i know that you've played Ah,
2: oh, a good now game. that's
1: another game with a fantastic sense of humor it reminds me a lot of bug snacks having yeah. played bug snacks obviously that came out after journey to the savage planet mm-hmm. but you sort of just get unleashed on this planet and you're expected to follow vague objectives exploring and hunting and destroying and collecting things in order to craft better stuff to reach the next place and so on and so forth but the live action adverts that you get served back in your ship for like fake products and services are really really funny there's some fantastic stuff in there um that i can't i can't even think of an example but you should play it that was also on sale recently meat friend meat friend is good
2: Yeah. it takes like all the scraps of meat and then it makes them into like makes a friend a friend for your child
3: can we do a main menu that of meat friends, yeah. I don't think I so. think that would be really upsetting
1: yeah, for us it and be.
2: everyone yeah, else. I don't <laughs> think I think we might all go vegan after mm, we made that. I think, yeah,
1: there's the wedgie burger one is yeah. good. The guy who, who makes like, it like they have these really weird, sort of janky looking 3D animations, you know, like mm. you see the recreations on like Korean news or whatever, yeah, yeah, and they've got the strange 3D animation recreations. Uh, it's like that but they're doing like upsetting things. Mm-hmm. So there's a baby just like crumping in the middle of this <laughs> right. fast food restaurant while he's being served his wedgie burger. Yeah. It's it's really stupid, but if you you can play the whole thing in co-op as well and uh, I would recommend that I actually finished it. But now it's just guilt tripping me into finding everything before I'm allowed to yeah. close the game basically and right. I don't know if yeah. I can be asked with that. So there we are. But that's good. <laughs> that's good fun in co-op. Um what else? Deep Rock Galactic. Played a bit of that as well. Mm. Uh, did four-player co-op, and that was good fun while we were all trying to work out what was going on. There's four classes. I played the driller, and you have two drill hands, and you can basically just go through any wall, yeah. like up or down. You can just build these massive tunnels, and you get attacked by space bugs, and one of you can call in like the little robot friend that you dump all your minerals and resources into, and you have well. a little objective on each mission and then you have to escape and we didn't escape we all got murdered as we tried Uh. to escape because when you trigger the escape craft it calls down the horde basically
2: we also uh followed the mole to the escape like craft because the little like robot thing will go straight back to it or find the m- closest route. So we were following it along and I was like, oh, here's the escape pod. And it like went down and I thought, okay, it's just going into a cave. No, it was just going to a big pit where the es- oh. it was at the bottom. So I fell and died and I was like, don't jump, don't jump. Don't jump, you're going to die. It goes go down. down, it, go down. <laughs> it goes down. Um. So yeah, it, I mean, it's good. It's fun.
1: Yeah, it's good. But yeah, I would Do you recommend like getting people. No, I don't.
2: They're horrible, aren't They're they? They're really bad. They're, They're really like- bad, like... Scott, Scottish, at Australian Scottish. Australian is Australia is like, is It's so like a weird. Scottish
1: Aussie. You can tell that they're from neither nation.
3: Do they keep saying mate? Yeah, there's
1: yeah. a lot of whoa go go go, go do some
2: drilling. Yeah. it's like, oh
1: Jesus <laughs> Christ. Where's yeah, that
2: mole? It's awful. And you're like, it's what
1: really what just is like, going on are over the shouting? top. Mm. It's the worst dwarf voice I've ever heard it's of really any unsettling. fantasy it's kind really of bad. game. But uh, yeah, there we are. Yeah. That's what I've been playing. Lots of co op and multiplayer
2: stuff time for question two now yeah,
3: it's question two only just geez
2: well, we're question... ahead of where we
3: were last week mm, yes. we are.
2: this question comes from michael milan michael says greetings bap with the o variant c virus my weekly game night crew is now gone online doing games by zoom if all goes as planned we'll be doing our first session the same day the podcast airs if in any case we're all flying a bit in the dark with playing games via Zoom, but are starting with staples of a few of the Jackbox games as well as Use Your Words. Do you have any recommendations of games of this type that would be good for the socially distanced parties we now find ourselves in? Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mike. Uh, well, we um, at time of recording, we all played Gartic Phone yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, for that's the um, one of our Patreon rewards, mm-hmm. we do uh, a games. Stream? night but it's not at night time so it's a game stream we do it during Depends the day That's where you are actually yeah it yeah, could be, could be nighttime. yeah so it's always night somewhere uh, but we played Gartic foam we had a good time with that um the one that always brings to mind to me is just the the, the play link selection of games um that was available for ps4 um Knowledge is power is one we've talked about in the past. Can
2: you play those online? No,
3: no that's they, the problem, yeah. unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought of that, about playing them online. Yeah. It's such a shame
1: because if there was a way that... Because uh, I've that always played them in, in the dream. room with Yeah, people, I think but... they missed a trick by not allowing you to connect. Yeah, Like, oh, you oh, should just point. be able to enter a room I mean, it's coach, difficult have to
2: play you? it on PlayStation 5. Oh, yeah, it is. To... So you have to
3: broadcast yeah.
1: a custom Wi-Fi signal. It's really... Something. That's funny.
3: Yeah, I'd never even... I've never had to try to play them online, so I never thought whether you could or couldn't. Mm. So, well,
1: it, We were really hamstrung by it over Christmas because my sister got COVID on Christmas Eve and had to isolate at my oh, sister's man. house on her own. Oh. And so right. we usually play all the PlayLink games and we just had to play games without her. Like she just yeah. couldn't play with us, which is kind of oh, rubbish. Um, but yeah, I'm amazed they didn't do, a, didn't do a, a, a room code like Jackbox. That mm. would have made things so much easier.
3: Well... You can't play PlayLink games. Uh Sorry, but I do have uh another one which is uh, Golf with Friends.
2: Oh, that's yeah. on my list. That's <laughs> on my one. Yeah.
1: That's the only one I wrote outside of Jackbox cuz it's 12 players. Yeah. Um, there's also
2: uh Party Golf on Golf with Your It was Golf with Your Friends and then Party Golf is like a another version of it that's kind oh, yeah. of similar. Right. Did it. It was on a list. It's like yeah, you can play that with quite a lot of people as well and there's loads of it's like randomly generated so mm-hmm. you can play it for as long as you like. Mm. So
1: yeah. yeah. Golf with your friends is great, though. Yeah. There's a lot of courses and you, a lot of players. There's very few games that support that many players. Mm, um, yeah. And it's a great game where you can just chat the flip
3: while you play. You, you can, can choose know? to have, like, ball collision turned on. Um, yeah. So you can, like, screw each other over and knock each other off the course and stuff like Get that. Get power-ups. So. You can jump. Jump. Uh, you can yeah. turn gravity down. Mm. I've not done that yet. Mm-hmm. But,
1: uh, yeah, that would that would be my <laughs> one recommendation outside of Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Ashton, what's going on out there? I there it. It.
2: someone's shaking a bag of pasta. It's yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a, a
3: giant cat's going to come <laughs> <Yeah>. running in. <again. laughs> <Big literature>. Dreamies.
2: <laughs> um, I put Gartic Phone down as well. Um, there's quite a few versions of Gartic Phone that you can play. Um, GeoGuessr, there's like a Battle Royale version of GeoGuessr. <laughs> <I didn't laughs> is know? there? And there is. And I'm a big fan of GeoGuessr, as we know. Um, and you can also kind of pick a series of maps and share that with everyone else and do it kind of relatively at the same time we've done that before as well which isn't the same kind of knockout system as the battle royale um depends how many friends you've got michael i don't know if you've got more than three or four friends but if you do have like less than well four or less um you could play overcooked i think is online Mm -hmm. especially the new one is i think um you could play mario kart online Mm -hmm. you can play Borderlands, yeah, if there are if four you of you, then you're, you are yeah, set. Yeah, four of you or less. Fantastic. Any more than four, someone's going to have to it's sit out. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Gartic Phone's a good shout. There's quite a lot of kind of online... There was a, a Zoom, like, not clone, but like a version of Zoom online that you could use that had built-in games, but I, I can't find what it was. I kind of used it a couple of times with my friends during the pandemic. But it was basically like a video call software, but then you could also... Where it kind of like there was like Jackbox games, yeah. Like,
3: I used it, I mean, there's probably a few different ones, yeah. but I used something like that, yeah. That,
2: that I used over the you might have to Google it and have a look because I couldn't find it when I was looking earlier. Um, but yeah, there's like a, a video call software that you can it's got built in games, which are, they were pretty good to be fair. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for like a one night thing, definitely give that a go. Um, Ben, and is it, is it just golf with your, it friends, golf with you your friends? It was golf with your friends
1: and Jackbox, really, because I if you do have more than uh four of you then that's precisely mm-hmm. the position i've been in since the pandemic started and that basically boiled down to we'll play Warzone, but one of us will just not
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and that's it and sometimes we'll play a uh, four-player game that one of us doesn't have and that'll be the answer there but if you're on playstation you can do share play um so people can you can share your screen you good ashton mm-hmm. you can share your screen i didn't even on, hear that um, one. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, uh in your party so people can tune in basically to like a mini live stream and they can watch mm-hmm. so even if they're not playing they can still watch one of you play basically um so you know that there, there's, there's that as an option too but go with your friends it's
3: if there are only like maybe two or three of you if you just got like a, a friend or two that want to play some games together with you um you could play keep talking and nobody explodes. Oh, th- yeah.
2: I meant to actually mention that. We that's played true. it with like uh there was like 10 of us. Okay. And we uh did two teams and one person was diffusing the bomb and everyone else had random pages of the booklet. Uh, so like that's you good. Everyone was kind of trying to sort through and like decipher it between the three of them, which obviously adds extra chaos because rather mm. than just one person trying to understand it, you've got three people's different interpretations of what is going on. Yeah. So, if you've got three people with the booklets, you just go, You've got page like 7, 12, and 21, and you've got page 1, 6, and 15, and then everyone's got to like figure it out together. The premise um,
3: being, if you're not aware, that one person's got a bomb that they're having to defuse and they're on the phone to bomb disposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Bomb boss. and uh, those people have to walk them through this manual of well if there's two red wires you have to cut the blue one and yeah. is there a battery on it this hieroglyph on it and what's the serial number and yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun I love that game
2: Yeah, it's good it's good in VR Yeah. Mm. Well, well
1: it's time to move on to something a little strange a little peculiar. peculiar a bit weird 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 weird, weird, news, weird, news, weird news. <laughs> it's weird news time time for some weird video game news uh peter have you got some weird video no video you, video you of...
2: shut your mouth stop ben it potter. ben potter
1: <laughs> because i put my phone down on it right we got some you podcast producers if you go it. to patreon.com forward slash podcast producers forward slash team triple jump and support us at a certain <laughs> tier you could be a podcast producer on this podcast you meant patreon
2: didn't you what did i say podcast producers <laughs> you said TripleJump.com forward slash podcast producers is what you said. Is that what he said? <laughs> Did I say that? that? He may yeah.
1: have done. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump Support us at a certain <laughs> tier and you too can be forgotten by me each week um, <laughs> and become one of our podcast <sighs> producers. You you sponsor weird news essentially. Hmm. check it Omega. Sean Legg.
2: Trick24.
3: Evan Breidenbach. Fred Cartwright slash SheWireGoliath.
2: Ellie Nicholas.
3: Erica Hutchinson. Melody L. Bonnet.
2: Gabrielle Philippink.
3: Katie Garrett. Alex McDonald
2: And Caden Agronox. Agronox.
3: That's your podcast producers. Thank you
1: so much. Let's move on to question four. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Stop this. I
1: missed three as well.
3: That, I've got a yeah. weird news uh, here. It was submitted by Simon Withers on Facebook and uh, also Transnosaurus Hex on Twitter. Um, this is according to youragamer.net. Written by Ed Nightingale. Mm. Homophobic players upset at LGBT toggle in Arcade Racer, Buck Up and Drive. Um, oh, and then no. the subheading is just the word cope in quotes. <laughs> Don't know what that is referring to. The developer of Arcade Racer, Buck Up and Drive, has included an LGBT toggle that turns all billboards into pride flags. While the game has proven popular on Steam, where it holds a very positive user rating, a handful of negative reviews from homophobic players have appeared, unhappy with the toggle. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, no.
2: Oh, no. Uh, Their feelings. They're broken.
1: An option I don't even have to turn on. No. Oh, no. Why does that exist for
3: it's me to just Choose, choose not to
2: make. Uh,
3: so, needless to say, as this article continues, you're probably about to hear some some real toxic opinions but um so be warned to be clear lgbt uh plus billboards already appear in the game by default but the toggle turns all billboards into lgbt plus flags instead of removing them some players uh which some players have misinterpreted these users have criticized the game for having a toggle they think doesn't work or for having a politically charged messaging good uh, developer fabio fontes spoke with gaming magazine gaming magazine i've never heard of that gayming mm. magazine oh. about the toggle uh, the game features a couple pride flags rainbow and trans among the randomized billboards on the sides of the road predicting how some folk would react to their mere existence i figured screw it might as well have some fun with it said fontes <laughs> the reason uh, the reaction includes some people foaming at the mouth slightly uh, slightly more than they would have already just for having the flags in the first place. Some not getting it and thinking the toggle just doesn't do anything. And a collective belly laugh from everyone else. On the flip side, the game seems to have also garnered a positive reaction from others in response to the billboard toggle, with one particular tweet going viral. Funniest menu option ever put in a video game, is what they said. Um, I don't know if that is... As positive as it sounds, necessarily, but I guess it must have been from someone who was a, a known ally rather than, uh, you know, one of the bad people. The bad bad bunch. Uh, The game itself, released on the 10th of January, uh, is an endless driving game that also features tricks, flips, grinding and battling. An LGBT plus toggle is certainly the least bizarre thing about it. And what did Fontes say to those homophobic reviews? My thoughts on the ones upset by it... Dot, dot, dot cope
2: nice he's cool
3: big fan what a cool dude
2: yeah nice
3: um oh yeah so the person who said funniest menu option ever that was in a reply to their previous tweet which said currently cackling at the dip flips playing buck up and drive trying to turn off lgbt flags and not realizing the settings are some flags or nothing but flags (laughs) (laughs) um so that's a bit weird
2: love that um I have uh, weird news also. Have you? Yeah, it was submitted by Benjamin Bull on Twitter, who may or may not be my boyfriend. Oh, and B, whoa,
3: hang on. I'm not having inside this. A trading. This, this is insider trading.
2: Um, Disgusting. <laughs> this is on Kotaku. It's by Ari Notice. And I can only apologise in advance for what I'm about to read. Hitler's sex game riles up steam users over extra, te- extra testicle. Romantic Rooms... Se- <laughs> Wait, <Okay.
3: laughs> that's why they're riled up. Okay. Yep. That the Hitler sex game it's has fine. an extra testicle.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, by which I imagine two, right? Yeah. He's
2: yeah. got too many. He's got too many. Mm. We all know... Hitler, he's, he's only, only got, got one, one ball. ball. The, other the other is in, in the Albert, Albert Hall. Ball. Ball. Romantic Rooms Sex with Hitler really drops the ball. Okay. It's the subtitle. Okay. And by I just, existing. To just show you the picture... As the Fuhrer. What,
3: what a hunk. Oh, no.
2: Sorry,
1: hunk. Hunk. Hmm. Hunk.
2: History's face punchiest man, Adolf Hitler, is the star of a new sex game fittingly titled Sex with Hitler. Heads up, that link is very NSFW. Mm. It's currently riding high on Steam's new releases charts, but as Vice reports, some players are upset about a minor feature. The genocidal dictator has two testicles. (laughs)
3: Dictator?
2: Historically, it's been long speculated he had only one. Ostensibly, the game is an isometric, shooter, something that is naughty, extremely adult visual novel. I'm going to leave the word out that you can just... I, I didn't think of a PG version of that. Oh, enough. well,
3: I don't think that uh, means in a bad... Well, I think it's a bit of double entendre, but you could feasibly say that. Point to it, Okay. Ben. That's like incidental. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think, think, think that's fine. Okay, but I'll yeah. say
2: it then. Ostensibly, the game is an isometric shooter come extremely adult visual novel. Yeah. Come, come. Yeah. That's the joke. Action-focused sections <laughs> in which players shoot an- at allied forces are punctuated by poorly animated sex scenes starring Hitler and a range of cartoon ladies. I haven't played because it looks pretty dreadful based on the particularly unpleasant scenes flaunted on Sex with Hitler's Steam page, but that's not the issue being raised by customers. Terrible game. This is in quotation marks. First off, Hitler was known to only have one testicle, in brackets, nut. One player wrote in one of the sex with Hitler's negative reviews. However, the game gets this wrong twice. In one scene, he has both of his nuts. Oh. Indeed, as Reuters, Reuters, reported, Reuters? Reuters reported in 2015, citing medical records in the, from the 1920s, Hitler possibly suffered from crypt, cryptorchidism.
3: Chidism.
2: Chidism. basically an undescended testicle Crypto- on the right or- side.
3: Cryptorchidism, I think, is.
2: Oh yeah, that yeah. might be right. Yeah. Um, while there's still disagreement alongside a persistent rumor that he lost one of his little friends in the Battle of Somme, sex with Hitler, however, very blatantly shows fully descended, intact testicles in screenshots and trailers. Do you want to see this? They've blurred it, but with a, a, wow, suite, a fish. Wow. We.
3: Oh my God, yeah. That's, uh,
1: that is detailed.
3: Who, sorry, why?
2: Um, uh, for, is that the ar- end? for articles like this.
3: Yeah. Oh, sex with Hitler is rife with copies. other
2: historical anachronisms. For one, Hitler's portrayed as an Adonis, statuesque, and utterly ripped. He was famously neither. For another, the Nazi armband doesn't feature a swastika. Nope, it has, to shamelessly borrow language from John, Walker's ca- uh, John Walker, Kotaku's in-house Brit, a winky. <laughs> He's got
1: a winky armband. He's got a
2: winky armband. The Wilson. You get the unmistakable sense that the developer romantic room is just shamelessly courting controversy by overt silliness rather than attempting some sort of pro-Hitler narrative. In brackets, sex with Hitler is unaffiliated with a simili- similar similarly dictator-centric, tongue-in-cheek sex game, Mova Games' Sex with Stalin. Oh, for God's sake. On the one hand, portraying Nazis in Where's a Where's comedi- Sex with Churchill? <laughs> oh, God. On the one hand, portraying Nazis in a comedic light is a theoretical act of declaring, but amid a historic rise of global anti-Semitism, it's clear Nazism still has its claws in many. Um, then there's some facts about the current Nazi good Rice. that's that.
3: the thing like i don't i don't want to be um i, I don't want to be like a, a snow well not a snowflake because i guess they're they that that realm of the political sphere would probably want to make hitler look like a, a terrible person i don't want to be whatever a crybaby but like it seems while i get that it's meant to just be taking the mic, i think it is actually just in pretty poor yeah, taste. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they've, they've you are such a snowflake. <laughs> I am oh. a big time snowflake oh. slash gammon. I don't know w- which would be more offended by this game. Gammon um, um, probably. But the, a snowflake. the
2: last line is Nazis are very real and very scary, and we should. And surely we we're well past the point where we'd find it funny that they'd be played for laugh in silly sex games. Yeah, exactly. No matter how many testicles might be on display.
1: It is absurd. So mm. It is
2: yeah stupid.
1: But I'm not going to play it. Yeah
3: there we are weirdest games ever yes two weeks time
1: (laughs) my weird news comes courtesy of Johnny Mac Mike Tyler and Darren Helton Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it is from PC Gamer and Rich Stanton who writes here's Grand Theft Auto 5 on an original Game Boy somehow That's right. Sebastian Starks Starks, is a coder and good old-fashioned tinkerer whose blog There Oughta Be is rammed with technical curiosities from LED cubes to an automated irrigation system for his lawn. Now Starks has upped the nostalgia, it's got two A's, has upped the nostalgia anti-considerably with first the creation of a Wi-Fi Game Boy cartridge and now managing to get Game Boy, Game, uh, bloody hell, Grand Theft Auto Five and Doom running on Nintendo's classic hardware. That That's, having watched the video before this article came out, that's just not true. Maybe the article will go on to explain it. It's not running on the Game Boy.
3: I was going to say, there's no way. It's running on a PC. I could see Doom running on a Game Boy. Because they've got it running on pregnancy It might be Doom 2016,
1: maybe. I don't know. Uh, Uh, Either way, I believe what's happening is it's running on a PC and it's using the Wi-Fi cartridge to broadcast inputs and display. It's using the Game Boy's display. That's what it's using. It's fake. A few weeks ago, I created a Game Boy cartridge with built-in Wi-Fi, writes Starks. Now I taught it to stream. I taught it to stream (laughs) video and play games in full resolution at 20 FPS on an unmodified original game. uh, game You know what? I'm just going to go to bed. All right, I'll see you guys okay. next time. Original Game so. Boy. Starks has a technical write-up of how he did it here and the simpler video explainer in which you can see the game running on the hardware.
3: It's not running on the hardware, Rich. Stop saying it's running on a Game it Boy. It obviously
1: looks like exactly what it is. An all-singing, all-dancing technical showcase running on 19, 19- running on 1989 hardware. It's not. That, even at launch, was being unfairly derided as obsolete. In other words, absolute magic. It's not magic just not magic though is that it even
3: at launch it's just was, it's so just he's not actually saying even back in the 90s this was considered obsolete but look it can actually run gta 5 a sprawling open world with this new demo, writes Starks, many other
1: demos almost become obsolete. I can display, I can display anything, and I control anything that can be displayed on and controlled by my PC. Of course, the interface and image are almost unusable this way. So, some dedicated implementations might still be interesting. And also, I did not touch audio here, which unfortunately was a big oversight by me when designing the cartridge. Running on the game, he, j- he
2: just—it like says nothing that nothing story there. Like they just kind of
1: it's amazing well, for the headline yeah. isn't it? it's, it's like, amazing it is. that this guy managed to get um a wi-fi cartridge that displays games that are being played on his pc mm. and that he can control them on the game boy that's with you know no modification at all to the original hardware that's amazing to be clear it's not gta 5 running on a game boy which they erroneously stated like several times in a row in this article. I watched like a minute and a half of the video and he immediately explains that it's running on his PC. So I don't understand what's going on. Is it for a PC gamer? Anyway, I'm not. You're I shocked. still think it's weird um, and very impressive, but it's, it's not running on the Game Boy and I'm fine.
3: I saw a similar story to that. I think it must have been the same guy in the same (laughs) hardware. Ashton didn't like that for a real shiver. Um, Where it said like screenshots of um, some racing game that were being displayed on a on a Game Boy. So it must have been Mm -hmm. the same guy. Had like also got some. It's running on a Game Boy. Yeah. This racing game from 2018,
1: Horizon, running on a Game Boy. (laughs) They didn't. It's displaying on a Game Boy.
3: Yeah. Big difference.
2: Well, well, Ben like cools down from that. Should we go on to question three? Let's. He's raging. He's this enraged. is
3: from Josh Raby, possibly Rabi. Uh, I'm going to say Raby. Aloha, Bap. Are there any games/slash franchises you feel had their time in the sun too early, and could be uh, and could have benefited from being released where more advanced hardware was available? Uh, thanks, as always for all the wonderful content.
2: Um, I'm going to put it out there now. I didn't pick games that didn't do well when they first came out. I just picked games that I think would do well if they came out again. No.
3: Did you not read the question? I did read the question, but I couldn't think okay. of a
2: game that wasn't well, I've done one that didn't do so you, well, so
3: I've got a few. Um I've got one that very much falls into that category, but uh, in, in terms of other ones for that 76, you know, maybe when there was just a slight improvements in just online, new, open new engine. World. Just yeah, new just engine. A new perhaps engine, really. you know, just generally, uh, maybe you know, Microsoft can invest a bit of money in into that. And get it The sorted. creation engine too. They yeah. haven't got
2: any money. They just bought. A- a- yeah, they've got there. no they, money they left.
3: they now. Uh out now. No Man's Sky, infamously released. I mean, you are, there's kind of two ways of looking at it. You look at it now, where it's had loads of updates and content added and stuff like that. And even from that point of view, if they just sat on that game and not announced it and waited until all of that stuff or a lot of that stuff was implemented and then released it uh, then that would have been better but in terms of even just talking about hardware improvements if it had been a current gen game from the get-go imagine how much better that game could have been mm. um you know I I'm aware that um uh, Ubisoft for Beyond Good Evil 2 are working on um huge uh, solar system simulations where the weather patterns on the planet are like genuinely dictated by the position of the sun like what you're seeing is the sun actually going down rather than like essentially a piece of artwork or you know a special rendering where you're standing there and it displays a sunset mm. it's like actually that's a sun somewhere off in the distance yeah it really maybe. is like a, and the light is interacting with the atmosphere in a certain way and stuff are are they working on it though peter they are. Oh, they, they're, oh, they're, they're now were, hiring uh, they're, testers. Okay. Oh, okay. They've advertised I thought for you were saying they're
1: testing. now hiring artists. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: really? That, really? <laughs> they, they've got some concept wow.
1: artists in <laughs> now. Oh, they want to make that in-house now. They're not just going to get someone to do it for free. Yeah,
3: yeah, perhaps. Um, Take they, that. They put an ad out recently so for... for Uh, In-house testers, apparently. Oh,
1: well, that's promising. Mm. You might get your game in the next five years. Hitler
3: infamous infamous, they only had one tester. (laughs) Um, But Ubisoft are getting a whole team in. So uh, that game might happen in about three years' time. (sighs) Um,
1: Kieran, it was at 59 minutes. That needs to be cut out. That needs to be cut cut out out there.
3: Please remove that. (laughs) Please remove that one tester. Thank you. Um, On the other hand, that is only... I say only, that's only a solar system as opposed to an entire universe. But uh, in in any case, I think No Man's Sky would have benefited from uh, maybe coming out on Current Gem. Um, Jurassic Park Trespasser, I think, was a very, it was before its time. In some ways, very innovative game. It had no HUD. Everything was just based on uh, like, well, just sort of cues from the game generally, like more kind of immersive things. If you want to look at your health, you had to look down between your chest of course uh, down your top and you had a tattoo on your breast your lady uh, lumps. on your lady lumps is that right yes okay which had a
2: technical term it,
3: it had a heart on it and the heart the tattoo would like change depending on what your health was so it was yeah. kind of that's a very sick person that's Mm. not right they shouldn't do that no it shouldn't tattoo shouldn't be yeah i mean in some ways that's as unrealistic as having health just in your field of vision but you know it's i guess a bit bit more immersive but unfortunately that game it's a bit of a cult has a cult following but actually it is not really a very good game it's kind of clunky and weird and the aiming is like surgeon simulator where your arm just like moves (laughs) around like this (laughs) Um so uh,
1: Octodad.
3: Yeah, it had some good ideas, but it maybe should have come out much later on where they could have done a really cool first-person dinosaur shooting game. And one day I think we will get one of those yeah. um, soon. It's, it's got to be done. Um and the final one, going back to what Ashton was saying, about a game that I'm well aware is considered one of the greatest games of all time. So <laughs> I'm not saying it in any way should have waited, but if it had. I certainly will have, would have played it by now. Yeah. Final Fantasy VII, Ben. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, you know, unfortunately, the the way that game was presented probably hasn't aged very well. You don't like um, the block boys? Don't like the spade hands, I'm afraid. You don't like, they're not even spades, are they? No. They're just big squares. It's big squares. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, of course, the game did very, very well at the time. It's one of the most beloved PS1 games, if not video games, full stop of mm. all time. Uh, but if it had come out even just a generation later um, and had been of similar quality, I think in some ways they might have aged even better than it has that's
1: That sets spooky alarm bells going in my head purely because... And I know that this alternate reality that we're talking about here with Final Fantasy VII came mm. out on PS2, this wouldn't even be the case. But I dislike... The PS2 Final Fantasy game so much. Right. The idea of Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 in the style of 10 really upsets me.
3: Yeah, I don't even mean like that much of an upgrade. I mean, like basically the same presentation, even with pre-rendered backgrounds. Same game, just visually, but just visual just levels. nicer 3D models. Yeah, pretty much. Cutscenes.
1: I mean, the cutscenes still look yeah. The so impressive, are great.
3: Yeah, uh, from the PS1. Yeah, but yeah, really know just know the I mean. models. That's all. That's all. Um, yeah. So we no could major have had changes. the
1: character models from the battles because they're like really good yeah yeah but it's the the moment to moment gameplay
3: other outside everything outside of the battles Mm -hmm. they're like uh yeah they're weird block boys maybe just slightly higher res um backgrounds because they're a bit pixelated at times but uh, yeah it it was the technology wasn't it but that's the question so yeah, yeah it is ashton
2: um yeah so the games i've picked didn't do bad in fact i think they're pretty much like cult classics um but i think the 007 games um if they came out later on even like now i think if you put out a bunch of james bond games they'd do really well mm. i think that obviously we've got like hitman but hitman's a bit different because i mean james bond doesn't necessarily go in and kill this dude you know there's a bit of espionage going on they've done the cover work i think it'd be fun driving they're driving i think the 007 games because people always talk about them like specifically nightfire always comes to mind of like the games i think that if you if they came out now or even like the last 10 years, I think people would eat them up. I think they'd go down really well. Um, And also, I maybe just because I want more Lara Croft, but I think the OG Tomb Raider games, if they'd have have come out a little bit later, I think they would have aged better. And they haven't aged particularly well. So I think if they came out later on than they did, I think they would have aged a lot better and probably been... Even I struggled more. to
1: play them 20 years ago.
2: Yeah. Because mm. of how they played. Yeah. yeah.
3: They were very difficult. It was difficult to know where to go a lot of the time because mm. it was just. All kind of th- looked the same. Yeah. Um, but Tomb Raider Anniversary kind of proves that though, because that was mm. essentially just a remake of the first game. Um, and that game, I think, has aged pretty well. Mm. I still, well, I've not played it for a long time, but I still own it. And I would happily go back and play that if yeah. I had the time. Like, that's a, it's a pretty good game.
2: So, yeah. Those were my suggestions. Nice. Mm.
1: Um, I put Resistance down.
3: Oh yeah. Mm.
1: Mainly because I think that was one of the most underrated trilogies on PS3. And it wasn't even that underrated. It reviewed really well. But again, Sony's complete lack of care when it comes to backwards compatibility means that those games are stranded. And I think two of them are on PlayStation now. Two? There's just two of them. Mm. There are there are three in the trilogy. The third one is yeah. the best in my opinion. Um But this one sprung to mind particularly because of all the stuff that's been doing the rounds recently about Sony Bend and Days Gone and its performance and its director, who has since left and is saying that they sold 20 million copies, even though that number is a complete fiction, work of (laughs) fiction, uh, as it turns out. Um, But he said that they pitched an open-world resistance game to Sony. I think after, again, citation needed, it was either after, after or before. It may well have been after Days Gone. And they turned it down Mm. and i think that's bonkers and one thing we didn't talk about in our big microsoft discussion last week um, is that xbox now pretty much own every major shooter series apart from the ones that ea has they've got wolfenstein they've got call of duty Mm. they've got they've got flipping loads of them third-party ones that may well as we'll find out still come to playstation but they might not and sony really need a shooter series mm. and killzone has never really struck a chord with me or anyone seemingly two was very good but um resi- it could be time for resistance to come back especially if insomnia like modern day insomniac making an, a resistance game i would love that mm. um i uh, really Open liked world one in particular that world
3: was so good post apocalyptic do you remember that um i think it was killzone 2 where they released the uh, they said it was real gameplay post. but it was a target render I think that may have been maybe, three. Maybe three. It certainly wasn't it? the first one. But, no, no, no. Um, I think you're right. Two. two. Three
1: was the 3D one.
3: Right, that came yeah. Out in like 2011. Um, yeah. But I really liked the presentation of that. Just the art style. It was like slightly... Like, you know, it's, it's kind of meant to look sort of realistic and kind of gritty. And it's still... Like the grays and the greens and the browns are there. Mm. But the stuff that does have color and like warmth to it was quite kind of poppy. I don't really know how to describe it. But like I really liked the the art style of that and it just had like pops of little li- just hints of color and i think like there are so many gray brown shooters still and it was like a-, a big problem on the kind of ps3 era and 360 but it's still really kind of an issue to an extent it's not as bad as it was but i'd like to see just some slightly more vibrant stylized stuff i'm not talking overwatch like really yeah pixarian but just somewhere in between something with a bit of character i guess like halo you know has done um recently they kind of yeah. returned to an earlier form with it, was a bit it was more colorful yeah yeah uh
1: so resistance for sure mainly because i love that series and i think it should come back uh but also i in a similar vein to you guys in terms of a popular one pokemon mm-hmm. if they made pokemon red blue and yellow now it would be what we what I grew up imagining and wanting Pokemon games to be like—what imagine Skyrim or Oblivion, but Pokemon, like yeah. an open world where you can go around and just like catch Pokemon in first person or over the shoulder three, um, th- third person, three D. <laughs> um, because largely the format that was established. 25 years ago has not changed.
3: Because it did well then, so why change it? It works,
1: and they've added bells and whistles and made it look nicer, but it's largely the same game. Now, the new one, I want to say Arceus. I don't know the new Pokemon very well. It's probably not Arceus, is it? I think it's Arceus. It's Arceus, Arceus. okay. sounds familiar. So Arceus is reviewing really well, and that is a return to the sort of 3D experimentation they did, I believe, on GameCube. was, Was it Colosseum or something like that, where it was more of a... Third person RPG, less about the core gameplay. But it looks like the core gameplay is still in this, but it is, you know, you've got a dodge roll out the way of attacking Pokemon and stuff. Like oh. it it looks that and there's like hub towns that you go to and you craft things. Like it a lot of people, it's very easy to compare it to Breath of the Wild, but I think this is what they were honestly trying to emulate, this mm. sort of Breath of the Wilded Pokemon. Mm. And it looks really cool. And I would really like to give it a go. And I have a feeling that if they made Pokemon for the first time now, it would be that kind of game. Yeah. Um, so, as much as I love the early Pokemon games, I I kind of wish that they made it maybe during the, you know, the Wii era or the, yeah. or the Switch era.
3: Well, that's why it's a shame that if if this new format does end up sort of doing really well and it's the that kind of thing that we we've thought oh I wish it would already, I wish it had always been there. Mm. We're now certainly for me and perhaps early fans of Pokemon, but, uh, you know, no longer following the franchise. I, I just like that game, but with the original 151 or possibly second gen as well, I could, I could wrap my head around, but, yeah. uh, you know, if, if that format is now going to be, you know, the, the new thing, I, I don't feel like I'll be able to adopt it because I'll be like, I don't know who any of these Pokemon are.
1: <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's why I'm kind of mad that they set it in that region. Because it's it's sort of a prequel. It's before the it's 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 a long time in the past before established oh, okay. Pokemon training is even happening. Like you're doing field research and you're crafting your own Pokeballs and throwing them at these mysterious creatures you've never seen before. But they're all Pokemon I've never heard of, and that that that's always my struggle with is the, this newer the new Pokemon game games. you're talking the about. Yeah, game
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I know so little about Pokemon. I just, <laughs> I'm just sat here. Pokemon and I'm like,
1: ended at 250. There were no more after yeah. that. And the fact that they keep making these games with newer Pokemon or harking back to older newer Pokemon, it's it's just going to lose me. So that's going to be my big, my biggest hurdle with this game. Either way, though, I like I like the style, and um, I just I just wish we'd had a game like this sooner. Really,
3: with the remake and remaster trend, which will never die at this mm. point. Maybe they will one day if this is very successful. They might go right. We're doing it.
1: We're going to make one of these, but for the Kanto region, at which point I'll be like, yeah. yes, okay, you got me. I'm I would here. try that. I'm here. Probably. I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. But um, there we are.
2: I, I would say I'd try it and then, then not play it. <laughs> <laughs> there are cats. Yeah.
1: There are there cats. There are cats. There are cats
2: in S.H.I.E.L.D. and I, didn't, I still stopped playing it.
1: Mm. Yeah, Sword and S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't really like that. I wasn't a huge fan. It's time for the big discussion. Oh. Big discussion time time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Mashby or Ashby. Mashby.
2: Mashby.
1: Who says, "Hi, Bap. Do you think modernizing or re- modernizing <laughs> or reimagining a long-established franchise's game mechanics can be a bad thing?" One of my favorite aspects of the old Lego games is how simple they are and how fun they can be to play with my non-gamer girlfriend. I hope you're married. The new Skywalker Saga looks much more complex and may have lost some of the some of the charm as a result. Thanks. Peter, been a real... tell us about this sky skywalker cigar is that what it is, well, what I, is I, that
3: yeah i will i, I was gonna say that's it been a real sort of time travel episode today we had modern games being de-made in question we've one we've been all over this week we've been all over this week then we had games that were before their time that should have been brought forwards now we're talking about you know games that are coming out now that maybe they shouldn't be sent back in time and demade a regular so, memory cards, huh? Indeed. Um, so Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga, is being released in on April the 5th this year. It's been in development for a long time. And My boyfriend
2: was so mad. They didn't just push it one more month and release it on May 4th. He yeah. was like, what's yeah. the point? Just one more month isn't going to hurt. And well, they may like be like angry about it. It well,
1: they might they don't be that crunched hard
3: enough. Yeah. So, you know, yes, indeed. There's yeah. a lot of crunch apparently. It was pretty bad. But mm. um, they might be doing other things on May the 4th and they don't want to just release like they're going to announce the next two shows, Lego three Star Wars trailers, yeah. and everyone at Traveller's Tales just yeah. just like,
2: quits. Please. Like, oh. I can't make, oh. I can't hear the blocks destroying sound anymore.
1: <laughs> but seriously, we joke that it's been a really bad situation. Yeah, yeah, a it has been really really bad. You should you should read into it. It mm-hmm. sounds like it's years and years and years and years of abuse uh, from management. So we yeah. don't mean to make any uh, fun so of that. Yeah, of yeah. It's, like, it's terrible.
2: People should unionize. Yeah, it should. Yeah, maybe Perhaps
3: unions are not. Should follow
2: Ravens you know lead and yeah and these games shouldn't be
3: announced like too soon you know because there's been a lot of pressure from lego star wars fans saying when give us a release date give us a release date they've been saying it for like a year and a half two years now and that has clearly probably contributed to the uh to the crunch uh anyway lego star wars uh of course that was the the first of um Telltale's Lego games was the original Lego Star Wars. They that was the the prequels. Then they did the originals. Uh, since then, the sequels have come out, the movies. So they've said, "Well, we're going to do all nine films now." Uh, but they are not simply bringing out the previous two games that they made and then bolting on three more movies. They have completely remade everything and they've changed the style quite substantially from uh way back in the day where it was a lot uh simpler it was essentially linear levels voice acting now right uh i believe bit. so yeah and some of the lego games they used like snippets from films like i think the jurassic park jurassic world lego games they actually extracted dialogue from so they had like um uh sam neill and stuff talking chris pratt, chris pratt. Marvel he's so
2: one, cool uh, Lego Superiors, I think, had, like, J. Jonah Jameson, I think, was... Ooh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons? Yeah, JK I think Simmons, he yeah. was in, like, the Marvel ones, but there wasn't right. that much. Well, actually, was there. No, I think it was just J. Jonah Jameson in
3: mm. it. This one looks like it's been dubbed by, you know, just sort of <laughs> vague sound-alikes. Sounds, sounds, yeah. soundalikes yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope uh,
2: we get the Daisy Ridley Christmas... Did you ever watch? The, you I've seen know. a. Tra- I've not seen it. The, I've not watched Christmas, it. but I've seen the trailer. Like, ep- Star Wars episode, and their Daisy Ridley like impersonator was just. The worst. Mm-hmm. Was it just like the like, like, Marvel It's Christmas Come on guys Let's go We've got to save the universe And I was Me and MB were like Did you
3: sound more like Daisy Ridley than she <laughs> did
2: Was it like
1: the Marvel What If series Where they, yeah. they just didn't get Half the actors mm. So there's like sound- That's not Tom Holland At all yeah. Or Chris Pratt That doesn't <laughs> sound right
3: that. There must be like People all over the world Who can do really good Impressions yeah. But they're just not Available Like they're it's not hard to actors. like Find them Yeah Yeah, yeah. Um anyway, so the game is coming out, but now it's got like kind of open you can just travel to planets. So you you do still like visit levels which are taken from the stories of the movies, but in between Mm. that you can just fly to Tatooine and just like walk around and explore and look for uh mini kits and stuff. And there's a load of characters to unlock. Uh the combat is way more complex now. It used to just be mash the square button, but now there's like lightsaber combat to kind of learn and get better at and They've basically they've changed it a lot and they've modernised it and perhaps overcomplicated it. Um, I think it looks good, but I appreciate the uh, what Matt Ashby says, uh, which is that if you have perhaps have a non-gamer girlfriend or boyfriend, um, then those games used to be relatively kind of welcoming to that kind of player. You know, it's like playing golf with my friends or whatever or with your friends whoever's friends you want to play with our friends our friends our friends um so i i agree that it's a shame that they're they're now less um kind of user-friendly for people who aren't that into gaming but i think in that specific example i'll have to just wait and see just to what extent that is the case because it might still be other than maybe the combat being a bit more complex they're still pro- probably going to be you know it's just going to be platforming and like putting bits of lego together mm. to like advance to the next area so i don't know how uh this is going to like complicate it to non-gamers um but uh i mean well i've got i've got another game to like talk about but we should maybe what do you guys think about how this this one looks
2: i think that i mean i was a big fan of lego marvel superheroes which did stray a bit from the kind of the format that they'd done for like indiana jones because when Mm. i was younger i didn't have star wars one i had lego indiana jones yeah i loved that game Mm -hmm. um and yeah i've played a bit of lego star wars the first one when it first came out um and they strayed a bit into open world with Lego Marvel Superheroes 1 and 2, and also DC Supervillains has like a a smaller open world. Um, Which I don't think it's a bad thing because it gives you something to do in between sort of just going from story mission to, sorry, from story mission to story mission. Um, So I think it is kind of falling into the format that they've been introducing in newer games. It's been happening gradually, yeah. So if you've kind of, and I, I actually am going to revoke my statement that there was voice acting in both DC super villains and Marvel superheroes, there was voice acting in those, but you know, the typical like, that's not quite them, but it's almost them mm-hmm. kind of situation. Um, I think that it, it makes sense for them to modernize it in a lot of ways because there'll be a lot of people, a lot of kids who've never played the original ones. So like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, a Lego game is, is a kid's game. Hello?
1: That was so not subtle (laughs) at all. (laughs) (laughs) For God's (laughs) 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 sake.
2: There's a T-shirt. Sorry,
1: for context at home, there's a T-shirt that's over the studio door. And I don't know why it's there, but we shut it in the door just in case it needed to stay there. Mm. Adam just tried to pull it out and it didn't work. (laughs) So he opened the world's (laughs) loudest door and then didn't shut it properly and then had to try and shut it again Mm. so sorry ashton it's
2: okay um yeah lego games are inherently for kids so i think that even if it's difficult it's not going to be too difficult because kids will play it yeah um Mm. so i think that maybe it's it's maybe it's a good thing i think it would make the game more interesting for a lot of older gamers you know adults (laughs) playing lego games like us um and i also think that it will still cater for the younger generation so i think it won't be too hard to pick up
3: yeah i wouldn't have thought so um
2: i just hope they introduce uh online multiplayer that was what i would like yeah because none of the other lego games have had online multiplayer the been couch co-op and we talk about couch co-op a lot and i think it should be both because i would love to play lego star wars with my boyfriend but he is 180 miles away so much more difficult than you might think um so if they make it online multiplayer they stray from the typical lego games with that i don't know if they have they they probably haven't i've not
3: been actually reading that much we can hope about it because i know i'm just going to probably play it anyway so i don't really i've not felt the need to Mm. i'm just going to surprise let let myself be surprised but you can do share play that's true You yeah. can uh you we're, can yeah, we work you probably. can do two player
1: over share plane. Yeah. I'm just saying this, I'm yeah, sure. that's a good point. It does work.
2: But that's why I think about Lego Stars. I was gonna talk about something else, but do you have anything to add about Lego stars? Not
1: really. I'm I'm not massively interested in in this new one. I know it's been a long time coming. Um I totally get where where um Ashby is coming mm. from though. Um, because series do tend to complicate themselves with time. I know we're about to go around and each offer examples of mm. a series we think of have perhaps raised the barrier for entry not just from a narrative perspective although obviously that's usually the case if you're hopping into a series halfway through you're yeah not, you're not going to understand it but certainly games do perhaps get a bit more complicated as they go on not all of them but some I would say have complicated things as they've gone changing up the Lego formula is a bold move because it's so established but mm-hmm. equally maybe it is time for that and you're right Ashton in that these games are inherently aimed at kids. Um, and they would be, quite frankly, idiots if they made it so complicated that kids couldn't immediately grasp it and play it. Mm. So it may be a change to the format, but it will be, I imagine it will,
3: it will feel familiar at worst. Mm. I think it really will actually be more familiar than it perhaps looks in the trailers. I think, yes, they've added
2: they probably the showed off all can... of the new features yeah. yeah outside of like they know like you know how a lego game works here's the things that are new maybe you're which.
3: still going to be having to have you have to collect those i think they were called mini kits yeah. and like the golden brick and a load of studs and to fill up the bar i mean or if not then something equivalent to that mm. and you'll still be like just building bits of lego together all the different characters will have a special ability that allows them to go through an air then or jump over a thing destroy
2: the sparkly silver thing
3: exactly so i I think all of that will still remain and i think the levels themselves will essentially be linear um perhaps with a few sort of open areas or little branching paths but for the most part they'll be linear because they're they're telling the narrative of the movies they Mm. they have to be pretty much and they're going to funnel you through corridors so um i think it won't be too much of a I oh, did a shiver a, again. I'm sh- not, again. Oh a shiver. Okay. Um, it is cold in this room. I'm not seeing or hearing any of this. So it's nice to just hear your reactions <laughs> to things that I missed completely.
2: I didn't think anyone noticed, and then I just caught in the monitor on the screen then ben had at you. done a smile, like was doing a funny smile. It's difficult
1: um, not to see out the corner of my eye. Sorry,
2: sorry, Peter. But
3: one interesting thing they have added, we talk about the voice acting. So I think they may they may well have got sound to voice all the characters, but you can also enable mumble mode which means that What's the Lego kazooie kind of thing? yeah well yeah or what it was before uh, well because in the first game and pro- probably the second one I don't think they they either didn't speak at all or that you would just very quietly hear them go like huh and yeah. like stuff like that mm. well now it's kind of like that but they um they they speak but like Sims so oh, they're just okay. like they're waving things around they're going <laughs> So uh, you can turn that on and off if you want to. If you nice. don't want to hear the rubbish voice actors. Nice. Uh, I mean, if they are rubbish, they might not be. Uh, anyway, in terms of examples of games that have, uh, you know, modernized in some way, I think Crash Bandicoot 4, I said it was going to come back to that game. Mm-hmm. Um, did it, it, it sort of shows it from, from both angles, really. I think in some ways, they, it, it really uh, helped the game to add new mechanics. They added, added new playable characters, um, new abilities and stuff. Yeah, just like swinging ropes that you could jump on and grab grab hold of, which just kind of adds to the platforming. Crash has never had swinging ropes before, or certainly not in the original trilogy. I don't, I've not played the uh, the, the PS two uh, games, but um, it kind of felt like to me, it felt like a return to form. They were tapping into the original trilogy very much intentionally, um, and other than the fact that it got way harder, which in some ways I think is a, a different uh, discussion. Um, mechanically speaking, I think it was a good thing to like modernize it in that way. Graphically, of course, that's a great thing to have done, and I think the Skywalker Saga looks really pretty, especially mm. if you side by side compare it with the old ones. Um, you know, the lighting and the reflections and things like that. So um, I think it's not always a bad thing to modernize a game. It is about you know whether it uh, you know raises the the kind of the bar for entry and um, the difficulty. Um, and in the case of Crash that was a negative they made it a lot harder for new players but i think we'll have to just wait and see in terms of lego because i don't think it's going to be that much more difficult i think there's just going to be more to do i think for example the planets you can visit between levels are effectively just extra levels that are yeah all right they're probably open world and you just go around and explore and find stuff but they'll be as easy to play as as the rest of the game presumably Mm. um but we'll see
2: Speaking of Star Wars, um, there was a discussion this week in our work group chat about Knights of the Old Republic um, because the rumor is that they've ditched the turn-based combat yeah. and gone for a more God of War style kind of hand-to-hand combat, um, which the a couple of people were a bit like, I don't want them to do that. I want turn-based combat. That's how it's always been. Like, I'd rather have it like that. But from the flip side of kind of changes being made that could negatively impact players i think for new players for me i don't hate that they potentially give you the option to turn off turn-based combat mm-hmm. um i know that the final fantasy 7 remake gave you the option to have turn-based combat but also you could not have turn-based combat if you didn't want to. Um, and I p- would prefer not to have turn-based combat. Um, I don't have the attention span for turn-based combat. I get bored. Um, and so I am kind of okay with that if they turn off that in Kotal. And I think a, a couple of people were saying, as long as I have the option to go back to how I how I like it, I don't mind too much. But I think that that's the thing. I think the balance between appeasing the generation of gamers that played it when it first came out and the generation of gamers who want to play it now because they've heard how good it is and want to play it um i think is is a difficult balance but if you give people the option i think it's an easier thing to do if you give people the option to play it how they want to play it then people can't but will be mad um so i think kotor seemingly right now is potentially doing the good thing of, of upgrading mechanics and changing things around to suit a modern gaming sphere. Um, so it can be a bad thing, but it also can be a good thing for a lot of new players, so yeah that's why i think
1: there's a way to hybridize i think especially yeah. with the <clears throat> with the kotor argument i know so little about kotor because i've never played it and i know it's got a great story
2: yeah and so sense. i'm
1: kind of glad that i've never really looked too far into it so i don't really even know what the combat is like but certainly in the case of final fantasy 7 remake the turn-based element w- wasn't exactly as it was back in the day you didn't all line up next to each other and just stay static it was very much the same kind of combat that you would have without it but you just took turns yeah. to hit each other i think it's been a while since i played it mm-hmm. and also i don't even think that i played in that mode uh, but there's there's a way that they could yeah they could combine the styles or you know it might be terrible know <laughs> who knows <laughs> it could be you could know. be bad. Uh in terms of games I think have complicated things the WWE games are just absurd these days. Mm-hmm. We will see if 2K22 is any different. They say they've changed it. But it reached a point with 2K20 and particularly under the the 2K reign of making these games which has been since 2K14 um that each button does like 12 different things and you do depending on when you press something and then wait and then press something else quickly afterwards or press something at the same time or hold something and then press it's just really not user-friendly at all and you can get good at it you know you can learn how to play it and that's fine but beyond the pure gameplay mechanics that series as well as i would say borderlands 3 just got completely bogged down and massively bloated by just how many things games are expected to have in them these mm. days? If that makes sense, like yeah. it felt like, th- especially the last few WWE games, have just been filled with crap that doesn't need to be there. Like the loot boxes to unlock customization items for your creator wrestlers and stuff, which wasn't even purchasable with real world money. It was, you had to grind for it, and it was so pointless and boring that it just—it's just complicating the experience for absolutely no reason. Borderlands Three did a lot of quality of life stuff, the mantling, the sliding, fast, uh, travel. fast travel was a lot easier. But the the map and the UI is rubbish. Like it was laggy and slow and it's still kind of broken uh, on console. Uh, and it, it used to be like unacceptably slow, like unbelievable. Mm. Like how? Why, why does it run like this? So much so that you go back to Borderlands 2 and it's such a breath of fresh air because <laughs> the UI works perfectly and so smoothly and seamlessly. A lot of games do... Iterate seemingly for the sake of iteration without actually adding anything of value just because they feel like they have to modernize. It has to be different, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, the one that I would say has gone very well though, even though it is is a remake, so it's it's not really applicable for this question. Is the Demon Souls remake for PS Five? There, there were a lot of quality of life improvements there as well, and I would say it's it plays phenomenally. It's so so good. The only thing that people really took issue with were the slight artistic changes that were made sort of liberties to improve environments and stuff extra flourishes or little coats of arms that tie into later characters and stuff Mm. just to give the world a bit more richness to it and some slight redesigns of bosses people weren't too happy about but from a core gameplay standpoint they i mean it was a perfect remake it was so good that they just they they made the this game that was no longer playable so so playable, so much better uh, that you know. Sometimes modernizing games can be a good thing, but obviously they had they had a blueprint to work from in terms of it being a remake. But
3: well, that reminds yeah. me of Resi Two remake. I would say is was was a positive change in terms yeah. of modernizing. That was a very different game in terms of the way it played. And uh, although I played Resi Two at the time, or well, it was probably a, a few years later when I was a bit older, but um, I played it at the time and enjoyed it. I, never, I don't think I would have ever gone back and replayed that game because of, I don't really like the fixed camera angles and stuff. I've never really been a fan of that in games, generally speaking. Um, but to uh, have it third-person, kind of Resi 4, 5, 6 style over the shoulder, um, I think that was a, a brilliant move and uh, made it just more accessible to a lot of players who, uh, not necessarily from a difficulty perspective, but just putting it in a more familiar presentation and yeah. people who are so used to playing third person shooters for example you know might think oh i can maybe give that a go now because i've never wanted to try this old game that i've heard about with fixed camera angles so i think that was a great move
1: yeah so the answer is sometimes <laughs> but hopefully lego will be okay mm-hmm. yeah uh, and there we are of course let us know what you think in the comments down below and on various social media media
2: <laughs> my gosh oh,
3: social media
1: social media uh social media platforms and websites peter tell them about the meteors
3: um
1: sock meds,
3: right sock meds. youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump it's where all of our content goes out both live streams and of course videos on youtube um if you've got Amazon Prime, one of the many benefits of that is that you get a Twitch sub that you can just spend on any channel. It won't cost you anything extra; it's all just bundled in. So why not use it on us? We'll benefit from it. it won't cost you anything. You'll benefit from it. It's great. No, uh, when when we'll st- benefit from it? Yeah, everyone will benefit from it, except Amazon. Uh, sort of. When we're streaming on YouTube and Twitch, we are modded by Lobrotovich, Trailing Badger, and Mister Black. We'll all benefit from that too. Thank you very much, Moz. <laughs> Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. That's our social media uh, meteors. Meteor. Um, we've got, um, well, all, all kinds of things on both of those now. There are, they kind of have the the same kind of thing on both, but we will also. Now we're back in the office. Maybe be doing Facebook Lives. I say that every week, and we've not done one, but we have been at home. So uh,
1: Yeah, come on, cut us some slack,
3: guys. We'll we'll see how that goes. Thank you, Fraser, for looking after Facebook and Twitter as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, And patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can go to have a look at all, all of our Patreon tiers, including seeing videos early, Uh, asking questions on this podcast being ignored being ignored yeah the other podcast as well we've got a special other podcast the
2: cheeky podcast Mm, the cheeky one got
3: very cheeky last time yeah it did didn't it um so go and have a look at that
2: we have a website, it's That's triple That's j u dot mp. Spells jump. Spells jump. If you wanna join our Discord, but all of our community like to hang out, they share all their creations, they just talk about nonsense most of the time, and it's great. You go to triple triple forward slash Discord. When we're on Discord, we're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori and Hollow Eyes, and if they tell you to do something, you should do it. Um If you listen to the podcast and it's audio forms, if you watched it and think, I want to listen to this again later on when I'm trying to ignore my family, then maybe go to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast to find out where you can listen to it in its audio forms. Um, If you want to watch our live stream VODs, if you've missed some of the live streams that we do per week, go to triplejet.mup forward slash VODs. That's V-O-D-S. And if you want to buy some sick and cool merch, you can go to triplejetshop.com.
1: Oh, here he, oh is. here he is. Miss Universe. There it is. <laughs> yes, Fantastic. That's so Lovely. Um,
2: there's still some of the uh, stuff left from pre-Christmas. I think people are, get- people are getting their... Orders from yeah. getting the, the Christmas last, the Christmas now, albums Christmas singles now, singles. Um, so you should be getting some merch. And if you've got some new merch, why not tag us in it? Yeah. Tag mm. us all in it and tag at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter, and they'll retweet it, reply maybe, and they'll also put out all the new merch shops when they come out. So make sure you're following that.
1: Yeah, maybe you should just be following mm, that. Part. Yeah, follow it. Oh. You should. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude? We do lists every Monday, Monday, Monday. Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Thursday being the joint streams.
2: Blaze it! Blazer
1: on YouTube. And the other streams being solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is Fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier, Sunday for everyone else. The podcast is every Saturday. We do shows all the bloody type. Why not leave a five-star review? on iTunes or your platform of choice. But mm. would really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Please go follow. We are so close now. We're doing it. We can smell it. And then we'll stop Smell team. it. we oh, and, fl- and smell it. We are back in the office. We're back, as we said at the top of the show. Things sort of returning to normal now. Um, and that's very exciting. So thank you for bearing with us over the last Who knows last
2: how month. long that will last?
1: Who knows? Don't jinx it. Who flippin' knows? knock uh what's next for smash bros is a video that's just come out on the channel written by jad jama hamez henkins and voiced by Ashton <laughs> matthews uh it's very good exploring the future that uh, could be in store for smash bros depending on various options they could take especially considering that ultimate appeared to be the culmination of smash bros mm-hmm. what, what what happens now ultimate it ultimate. means the last one the
3: That's what last it means. One.
1: It wasn't penultimate. Mm. So go check that video out, if you will. We're hoping to do more of these sort of like little opinion PC exploratory
3: PCs. videos. Mm. So go watch them, please. Go <laughs> watch them. <laughs> We've got a rank list coming up. It it didn't go out this week. Um, it, it, and it won't be going out tomorrow because Saturday when this podcast comes out. Uh, that was mm-hmm. treat day. Uh, need a little
2: bit more time. A little, a little bit more bit love more and time. care.
3: But um perhaps next week we might be coming out. We'll just keep an eye out. Mm, big brand. It's a big one. Maybe. It's a big
1: one. That's right. Every East Enders Ain't character Skyrim. ranked from worst to
3: best.
1: <laughs> coming oh. soon. Keep an eye out for that. It's mm. a good one. It's a very good one. Peter, just enough time to talk us through the
3: sponsor, please. Sony have made a video game sequel, specially for the voice actor off of Futurama. Boo,
1: boo, 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 boo.
3: Coming soon. Uh, Horizon for Billy West. Can't wait. Very excited. Thanks for watching slash listening,
1: everyone. We will see you next time. Have a, a lovely rest of your weekend. Love you, bye. Goodbye. Bye.
0: cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.